Hello, Baker McKenzie welcomes you to Connect on Tech, a global podcast series covering legal developments on data, technology, privacy, and security that impact your business. Here's your host, Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security. Welcome back to Connect on Tech. We're so happy to be joined today by Ben Slynn, our, our great uh, privacy uh, counsel in the UK. Ben, welcome to the show. Hi, Brian. Thanks very much. Great to be with you today. So, Ben, I know one of the areas you uh, you focus on, which is, I would say, an increasingly critical area, relates to children's data and the heightened protections that are being developed uh, around children's data. Can you give us a quick update on what are the, the key developments in the UK regarding children's data? Thanks, Brian. Yeah, so the key development in the UK at the moment is the age-appropriate design code, which is a statutory code of practice that the ICO is required to publish under the UK Data Protection Act. The age-appropriate design code was finalised on the 2nd of September last year following a public consultation process. And there's a transition period of one year to allow companies time to comply. Therefore, companies are expected to comply with the code from the 2nd of September this year onwards. Although the code itself isn't new law, the ICO is required to take the code into account when assessing compliance with the UK Data Protection Act and the UK GDPR. So therefore, in practice, if there's a failure to comply with the standards of the code, that could result in enforcement action under the GDPR, the UK GDPR and the Data Protection Act. The code applies to online services that are likely to be used by a child, which for these purposes, anyone under the age of 18. And therefore, the code doesn't just apply to services that are clearly targeted or marketed at children, but effectively to any services that are likely to be used by anyone under the age of 18. So it has a fairly wide scope. Yeah, that sounds like a, a critical issue and probably surprising to people that uh, anyone under 18 is deemed a child. Certainly, I know several 16 and 17-year-olds who would object to that characterization, but I guess they're not in charge of this at this point. Anyway, but um, what what is the what is the UK age-appropriate design code actually require? And then get in, in a little more detail to these issues about when do companies need to comply? Yeah, so the code itself includes 15 standards of age-appropriate design, and these are relevant for online services, as we said, that are likely to be used by anyone under the age of 18. The, the central standard in the code is the best interests of the child, and this should be the primary consideration when designing and developing online services that are likely to be accessed by children. There are also various standards uh, that touch on a number of other topics, including age-appropriate transparency or privacy notice information, which needs to be appropriate to the age group of the users or the children, data protection impact assessments, um, any uses of data that may be detrimental to the well-being of children, data minimization requirements, restrictions on data sharing in terms of children's data, uh, restrictions on profiling in relation to children, default settings, geolocation data, as well as parental controls and others. There's a particular focus on default settings, which should be high privacy by default for children, unless there's a compelling reason for different default settings, taking into account the, the primary principle of the best interests of the child. Now, a key point um, under the code is that if an organization cannot establish the age range of the user with a level of certainty that's appropriate to the risk from the processing, it may actually be necessary to apply the standards of the code to all users, so both adults and children. Now, given the high standards required under the code, this is likely to have a significant impact on the use of data uh, for users over the age of 18 if you were to apply the standards of the code to, to all users. So in practice, there's been um, a lot of attention on the question of age assurance or age verification as part of companies pre preparing for the code um, coming into force. And as, as we said, um, companies are expected to comply with the code from the 2nd of September this year, so not a lot of time left um, to make the necessary changes. 
Well, I mean, th- there there are so many interesting and important things with what you said. I want to focus on just tease out one of them, which is the the notion of the best interests of the child. I mean, that that seems like a, a fairly generalized statement and or principle, and I could clearly see what's in the best interest varying depending on what's in the eye of the beholder. In other words, I may think it is in the best interest of the the child for to make sure they understand all the features and fun services and things like that that are associated with my offering. And, you know, maybe if I keep them sticky, stuck to my offering for hours on end, maybe that is in the best interest of the child. But I mean, how how is that actually, is that defined in, in any better detail or, or how should companies be thinking about that? Yeah, it's a it's a it's an all pervasive standard. So it, it's the core standard in the code, and it, it it actually is incorporated effectively throughout the other standards as well. I think in summary, um, what the code says is that it really requires considering the needs of the individual child users and determining how those needs can be best supported um, via the service that you're providing in terms of how that service is designed and the processing of children's um, personal data. So it takes us back in many ways to the idea of being able to know the age range of our users, because in order to ensure that we're taking um, the interests of the child into account and and making sure that our service is appropriate to those groups of children, um, in some ways we need to understand what age ranges of children are using our service. So is is it very young children? So for example, children under the age of 10 or or lower, or are actually we we talking primarily about um, teenagers um, or or older older children? Um, And the one point to note here from a um, sort of commercial perspective is that um, the ICO does mention that organizations can still pursue their own commercial interests or other interests, but where there's a conflict between those interests and the best interests of the child, the ICO's view is unlikely that those commercial interests would outweigh um, the child's rights to privacy. Interesting. Uh, okay, very good. Have there been any other similar developments like this in other EU, or actually not other EU jurisdictions anymore, but in EU jurisdictions? Yeah, they certainly have. And this was um, actually one of the ICO's stated intentions in the code was that they were hoping that this would spark change in other jurisdictions. And it certainly appears to have had that effect over recent months. So there have been um, similar developments in Ireland, um, the Netherlands and France recently. Uh, So in Ireland, the Data Protection Commissioner published a draft of its fundamentals for a child orientated approach to data processing in December last year for public consultation. Um, This follows a a public consultation that the DPC conducted in 2019 regarding children's data. Now, the fundamentals have similarities to the age-appropriate design code, but the fundamentals do do not just apply to online services. Uh, The fundamentals have 14 fundamental standards, which once finalized will establish the baseline expectations of the DPC for processing of children's personal data. And in March this year, um, a code for children's rights was published in the Netherlands and was commissioned by the Dutch government. Um, This code includes 10 principles that are similar in many ways to the UK's age-appropriate design code, and the Dutch code also focuses on digital and online services in a similar way to the UK code. And finally, um, in June this year, the French Data Protection Authority, the CNIL, published recommendations regarding protection of minors online following a previous public consultation and survey. uh, The CNIL has set out eight recommendations in relation to protecting minors online. Now, there are some common themes, but there are also um, some differences between these uh, various codes and standards. For example, for the purposes of the Dutch and the UK codes and the Irish fundamentals, the concept of a child is based on the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, which, as we've mentioned, is anyone under the age of 18. Some of the common themes include the best interest of the child, as we've discussed, being the core principle or theme. 
appropriate transparency or privacy notice information for children, uh, restrictions or even prohibitions on profiling of children, conducting data protection impact assessments and, and expectations regarding age verification. So this isn't really just a UK issue at this point, and it's really part of a growing trend of new guidance and guidelines which are being created to address the expectations of various regulators regarding the processing of children's personal data, particularly but not exclusively in an online context. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it almost seems like it's a it's a subset of hyper regulation um, and and standards when you're whenever you're in the ambit of of dealing with children. So certainly something that will take some focused effort. Uh, what do you think companies should be doing next to prepare, particularly in light of the the imminent um, compliance deadline of September in September? Yeah, so if organisations are operating in the UK or if they have online services that are offered to users in the UK, then prioritising compliance with the UK age-appropriate design code is a good place to start, given, as we said, that the um, compliance is expected from the 2nd of September this year. However, companies also need to be aware of and mindful of uh, these similar developments in other countries like Ireland, the Netherlands and France when considering important changes to their products or services to comply with these various requirements, um, in particular focusing on some of the similarities, but also importantly, differences where there are more onerous expectations or requirements in particular jurisdictions. Um, so as we said, this is certainly a developing area in both the UK and, in, and the EU, and we expect more countries to follow suit as time goes on. So very important to keep up to date with all of these developments as they happen. Perfect. We, ha- we will leave it there. Ben, so good to have you with us to give us this update on these important children's issues. Look forward to having you back. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast when we connect on tech. For more information on data and technology, subscribe to our blog at connectontech.com or visit our website at bakermckenzie.com.